I sure know a lot about TV and movies and music too. So join them for the special show. They want to talk about those things too. It's the Fangirly Show. Hi, and welcome to the Fangirly Show, uh, where smart girls go stupid for pop culture. I'm Ellen. And I'm Whitney. And today we're going, we're a little bit late to the game, but we're going to be talking about the best of 2015. Um, but before we get started, we'll do what we do every week. And Whitney, what have you been squeeing about this week? Well, glad you asked. Um, the thing probably that I've been thinking the most about this week is Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I do this every year where I don't really get super enthused about the Oscars until the nominations come out. And typically I've only seen like maybe half of the nominees or the nominated movies. But... This year, yeah, I guess I've only seen about half, but I'm I'm still pretty excited about it because I feel like, I don't know, it's a good group and I think it's going to be a good year this year. Um, I was excited that Sylvester Stallone got nominated, although that was, that was pretty expected, I think. Yeah. It, I think like, most people saw that coming. Yeah. Especially after the Golden Globes win and... Yeah. I was a little surprised that Ex Machina didn't get more nominations. I think the problem with Ex Machina is it's been out for a long time now, like even out on DVD and video for a long time That's now. That's true. Um, so I think that those tend to, I mean, there's a reason that all the best, like all the Oscar bait movies come out in December and January, typically, right. you know, so. As evidenced by the last few months. Correct. Yeah. Um, I've seen all of the best picture nominees except for two. Um, wow, which two haven't you seen? I haven't seen The Revenant yet, um, and I haven't seen uh, Bridge of Spies. Uh, I still want to be see. I still want to see Bridge of Spies. The thing, the things that I've heard about The Revenant kind of lead me to believe that it's not going to be our kind of movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of my family has seen it now, and they all really liked it. Um, they also, I'm it's sure, like it's really good. good but um, so I do want to see it. But yeah, I know that's. It's not the one that I'm, like, rushing out to see in theaters. Yeah. Oh, and then also, I I took your advice. I think you were talking to me about Orphan Black earlier, maybe this summer, mm-hmm. right? Because I think you binged all two seasons Yeah. earlier this summer. Uh-huh. And this week, I, I shotgunned both seasons, and it's really good. It's good, right? I thought you would like it especially. <laughs> Well, and then it was weird because when it when it first aired on BBC America, I tried watching it and I was like, it doesn't really seem like my scene. Uh-huh. So I kind of forgot about it and um, I saw it on Amazon Prime, so I picked it up and it's amazing. What's her name? Tatiana Mislany? Is that Mislany, how you say that? Yeah. She, I mean, <laughs> she's giving like six or seven really good performances an episode. She's playing, you know, like half a dozen characters. Yeah. Every time. And I'm just like, I'm floored by how good she is. So. Yeah. She's yeah. amazing. And like, now you understand why everybody's like, how did she get not, not get nominated every I time know. like Emmys and Golden Globes come out? Because she does an amazing job. I'm like retroactively really pissed about it. Actually, <laughs> as I'm watching this show, I'm like, that's not fair. Yeah. But it's really good. She's really good. The writing is amazing. Um, it has a really good supporting cast. Not that you think that it would need one with one person playing like eight different characters, but yeah, um, it does. Well, and the thing about like sometimes when you have a show where one actor is playing more than one part, 
not all the performances are as well-rounded or whatever as, you know, as it would be otherwise. But I mean, all, all of her like different characters and she has like eight different accents going on and she's just, she's so good. And they're all really like fleshed out, really good characters. I'm sure part of that is writing, but I'm sure that No, but you can tell she it, brings a lot to like each, yeah. each of those girls. A lot of it is just her being a total badass. Okay. So here's the question for you. Who's your favorite yes. clone? Oh, man. Oh, I was really hoping you would ask this because I was actually thinking about it as I was watching it. Um, I am partial to Helena. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> her, like, her Bolshevik spirit really draws me in. Um, <laughs> I think, like... I, I mean, I, of course I love Sarah just because she's, like, the protagonist and... Yeah. First hmm. season, I was all about Allison, and I still am all about Allison. I love Allison, but I think... Allison's pretty great. Second season, I... I was like, oh, I really like Helena. She's, like, crazy and I know. Awesome. <laughs> she's cool. I also, I like Cosima. Yeah. Because, like, she's she's totally the glue that kind of holds that weird little family together. And yeah. I like her. I think she's cute. Yeah. yeah. So you're you're an Allison? You're an Allison girl? Uh, I think now I'm more Helena, you know. Okay. All right. But, like, before, Al- before Helena shows up, I was definitely, like, Allison's hilarious. She's really funny, and yeah, I like her breakdown and <laughs> <laughs> her stint in rehab. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was pretty um, funny. Cool. I'm glad that you watched that. I think I thought you might yeah. like it. So, thanks for the wreck. Um, so for me, not squeeing about so much, but I've been thinking a lot about Alan Rickman this week. Um, oh, and how sad I am. Like, I was sad about David Bowie that, you know, was sad, but I'm really sad about Alan Rickman because I did grow up with him. Like, our one of our favorite right. movies when we were kids was Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, and my family <laughs> loved Galaxy Quest, and I love Sense and Sensibility. Sense and Sensibility, yeah. And so um, that one was really sad to me, and, of course, Harry Potter. Um, right. And so... Props to Alan Rickman. That made me sad. Um, but on a happier note, the things that I've uh, been sque- actually squeeing about this week, um, the season of The Bachelor is... Oh, brother. Fully swing. <laughs> um, but here's what I will say. I know Whitney does not approve, but here's what I will say about this season. The Bachelor this season, he's, he's cute, but he is... He's adorable. He's really sweet. There's this woman, like this past episode, there's a girl who told him that she had a daughter and then he didn't end up giving her the group date rose after she told him that. And so she was really sad. But then like at the cocktail party, he brought out these little barrettes and like roses to put on the barrettes so that she could give her daughters and I was like that is a classy move that is adorable and he just has been doing like a lot of stuff like that and I'm like I I can't help but fall in love with you Ben Higgins that's really cute okay may I interject like a healthy dose of skepticism sure okay so now that I've seen the first season of Unreal I like I have a much harder time than I ever did before taking all of this stuff at face value. <laughs> so how do you know that giving the barrettes to that woman was his idea and I not know. just some scheming producer trying to, you no, know? that's very true. But the thing that I will say is because they've done some stuff like that in the past, but 
just in this episode alone, he had, like, three or four, like, cute things that he did for, like, each of the girls, um, Mm -hmm. which that, like, I've seen them do a few things like that, but this kind of feels more like it has to be coming from him because they've never really put it on this strong before. So, like, to a certain degree, it at least has to be coming from him, if that makes sense. Okay, Winnie, shush. <laughs> Listen, I'm usually a huge... You can ask my roommate, who is, like, obsessed with that show. I'm usually a huge skeptic on that show, and that's why I'm saying, like, I'm kind of buying into it this season because he's really cute, and, and like, Hi. I have to believe that. And he also, like, he also just seems like a really genuine, sweet guy to begin with, so... What does he do for a living? Is he, like, a pilot or, like, a, uh, a sea no, captain? No, he's, like, or... a software salesman or something like that. Oh, yeah, so special. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the other two things um, that I'll say is I started a, a, a diet this week. Um, <laughs> but so I've been watching. Uh, I've never watched the show before, but I was like, ah, it's all on Hulu. I'll watch like a season of it while I'm at work. I've been watching The Biggest Loser and I've been really getting into it. Um, and it's helping <laughs> it's like motivate me. Um, oh. so that's been fun. So I've been watching a lot of reality TV this week. Um, and then the <laughs> final thing that I'm going to mention real quick is I got this super awesome Christmas present from Whitney and <laughs> yeah, I'm did. obsessed with it. It's so if you listen to the show regularly, you may know that I'm obsessed with a little show called Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, so Whitney got me a name tag that's an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. agent name tag and it's got my face and information on it so I love it and it's awesome I know you all together too well (laughs) you really really do I mean Um, I saw that on Etsy and like nothing else would do but to get you an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. name tag I love it (laughs) also I mean since we're shouting out Christmas presents right now Ellen got me my all-time favorite Christmas present which was an adult coloring book uh Phil (laughs) Filled with hot guy coloring pages. So that's how I've been spending the last few weeks is uh, coloring Ryan Gosling. Good. I'm glad. He's, he's swarthier than I think he is in real life in my picture. <laughs> I added hair. But and, you can do uh, what you want with him. That's the whole I thing. I know. I know. So awesome. we just, we, we nailed Christmas this year. We did. We nailed it. Um, okay. So should we get into our main topic of the show? I'd now love to. We've got TV talk done. Okay, um, mm-hmm. so we're a bit late in doing this, but um, as the Golden Globes are being handed out and Oscar nominations are being announced, um, we thought that we would join in that and also reflect on the best of 2015. Um, so we have some categories laid out, and we're just going to each give our top three picks um, with some honorable mentions because it was very hard to nail it down to just three. Um, In some cases, it really was. I had a hard time with this. Yeah. So let's start from the bottom of our list, Wit. Um, This is probably the most applicable category to us. Um, (laughs) But what were the best ships of 2015? Now, I should... I feel like we've talked about ships before on the show, but to define it again, it's relationships within a television show. Um, so Whitney, what were, what was your number three pick? My number three pick, and I'm, 
I would be dead surprised if this didn't show up on your list somewhere. But I picked Maura and James from Sisters. I don't watch that show, so. No, Ellen, the movie. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry. You're such a dingus. I wasn't even thinking movie ships, so that's okay. Oh, sorry. oh, can we do movie ships? Is yeah, that... yeah, that's totally okay, fine. Okay. I'm sorry. That's why yeah, I, didn't I picked... show up on mine. <laughs> okay, good. I picked Moore and James mostly because of that scene when they're um they're in the attic and they're yeah. just kind of riffing off of each other and it's so cute and they have bananas chemistry and so yeah, they're my they're my number three ship. Okay. My number three, um, was Alicity, which is Oliver and Felicity from Arrow. Oh, God. <laughs> so, in this past season, um, they've been together in this season, and I was a little worried that it might, like, take something out of the show for me, but they've been doing a really good job of still, like, keeping it fresh and adorable, and um, I've been a fan of, like, Proving that you can do it on a show is get a couple together. So I've been really happy with the results of that. And I think that they've been nailing it this season. I uh, think part of what what is working about that particular ship is that uh, for me, like those, those relationships kind of lose steam when they get really comfortable with each other and, and they lose that kind of like romantic tension. But she's so awkward and so cute that I think that kind of keeps things fresh. And, like, he's always just like, ugh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she's, like, feisty enough that she kind of, like, you know, gets mad at him when he's being an idiot and things like that. And so. Yeah. Yeah. I like them a lot. Um, yeah. It's hard to see them, like, settling into, like, a like a weird, comfortable, in the middle of a relationship phase. Yeah. So. Wait, what's your number two? My number two. I picked Ray and Finn from The Force Awakens. That's a good pick. See, I wasn't I thinking know. movies, so but oh, I'm man. liking that you have some. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, so I just <laughs> I I really like that Finn kinda went after Ray and she was a bit more dismissive and I just I like their whole dynamic and I really want them to get together and I'm hoping that it happens in the next movie, but I'm not holding my breath. <laughs> Sorry, that was really fast. Yeah, and I love I love that opening scene of them together where he keeps trying to grab her hand and she's like, I know. What are you doing? <laughs> like, stop it. I can run better well, then, without well, you doing I know. that. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then when they're on the Millennium Falcon and he's like trying to figure out why she wants to go back to Jakku. Yeah. And he's like, why? Do you have a boyfriend? Do you have a cute boyfriend? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, that, that's a very good pick. And the, you're not alone because the internet shares in your adoration of that couple mm, I um my number two again this is none of mine are going to come as a shock to you no um my number two is captain swan from once upon a time <laughs> which is captain hook and emma swan <laughs> um i also i'm i'm really sad that like the ratings for this current season have been going down because i actually think this is the best season that they've had of the show really long time yeah because that kind of flies in the face of conventional wisdom that's like no it's really good like it's because she became the dark one spoiler yeah um and it's been i thought they did a really good job um of keeping it interesting and also, their story has just been so tragic and sad, and but also like heart wrenching because they were like finally getting their stuff together, and then something awful happens. It's been really good, and it's kind of starting to mirror the relationship of her parents, which is adorable. And mm-hmm. um, so 
I'm just loving it this season and yeah. Okay, so Whitney, before you give us your number one, what were some honorable mentions that you had a hard time leaving out? Um, my honorable mentions. I I toyed with the idea of listing Kimmy Schmidt and Titus Andromedon from the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. <laughs> I guess their sexual chemistry sort of pales in comparison with just their general chemistry. Uh, I just think they're cute, and I don't know. Yeah. I like them. So what's your number one? My number one, and I think it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna reflect your number one a little bit. But I picked Daisy and Lincoln from Agents of Shield. <laughs> I don't know what you're <laughs> what talking you about, them? but yeah, continue. <laughs> uh, I I just didn't have a lot to say about this one. I just I like the idea of them being together, and I think they're both excruciatingly good looking, and that always informs my ship choices. So. I'm just, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with them as the season goes on. It's a good pick. Thanks. Um, so my honorable mentions were Jamie and Claire from Outlander. I can't leave them out because no, they're just like so beautiful and so I didn't epic. even think about that. Oh no, yeah. You definitely get to see them um, meet together a lot more than any of the ships <laughs> mentioned. Um, and my other honorable mention is kind of a joke, but also one that I take very seriously is Winston and Ferguson from New Girl. Um, I am just really connecting with him and that ship because I have a dog and I understand valuing your relationship with your pet often more times than the relationships around you. Um, so well, that's, that's his most functional relationship of all time. <laughs> that's probably true. So my actual, my number one, again, will come as no surprise. Um, <laughs> I had to. It's Fitzsimmons from Agents of <laughs> S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I would like to say this is the last time I'm going to bring up Agents <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. in this episode, but it's not. Don't make promises you can't keep, <laughs> Um But when thinking about the year, I had to think, what? was I most ecstatic and hyped about. And it was definitely Fitzsimmons. I mean, I had screaming matches at the TV over the ship, so <laughs> they are just adorable. They are... They've been really swoony and tragic. Very, very tragic this season. And they've given me a lot to just be crazy over. So that's my number one ship of the year. Listen, that's a good pick. And I think the only reason I didn't pick that ship is because I knew that you were going to pick it. <laughs> They've yeah. been a really good ship this year. Yeah. They're, yeah. And, like, their acting has just been, like, off the charts, the charts this season. So yeah. they've done a really good job. Um, okay. Best scene in either a TV show or movie. Whitney, start us off with your number three pick. Okay. My number three, Harken Back to This Summer in Fury Road. Do you remember the scene where Furiosa realizes that her home is gone? Yes. And she does that thing where she, like, like curses the heavens and kind of, like, falls to her knees. Yes. Okay, that is the scene that I picked. Not because, like, it's a... I don't know. How do I put this? I just, I thought it was, I thought it was really beautiful. And I keep, every time I watch that movie, I like rewind and watch that scene over and over again. Cause it's just like with the sand blowing from behind her and, yeah. and like the music and you can't hear her screaming. And it's just, it's so sad. So tragic. Yeah. It's a good pick. 
Um, my number three yeah. was a little. I picked a sketch from Inside okay. Amy Schumer called Good Fo- Call Football Town Night. <gasps> um, so good. Now this is a spoof of um, Friday Night Lights, uh, and it's kind of poking fun at because uh, the the line from Friday Night Lights is "Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose." Um, but they changed it for the purposes of this sketch to clear eyes, full hearts, don't rape. And so they're kind of poking fun at the sex crimes of football players, um, which, you know, that's not necessarily something you always want to poke fun at, but there's humor to be had in that skit. But I think my favorite part is Amy Schumer's portrayal of Tammy Taylor, just her progressively huge wine glasses um, throughout the skit. It's hilarious and um, probably one of my most quoted scenes of the year with her ain't it good couch and her like sway arms that she always does. Listen, um, I didn't know that we could pick sketches. That would change my entire list here. I'm sorry. I didn't Ugh. I sort of cheated then, I guess. Ooh. Okay, wait, what's your number two? Okay, well, now I have to rethink it because... Because now that I, I know what the parameters of this list are. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to say it's the um, alien abduction sketch from the Ryan Gosling episode of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> I wonder why you did that. Listen, if you, haven't, if you haven't seen that sketch, do do yourself like the biggest favor and go watch it. I think it's on Hulu still. But Ellen and I, when, when I was in Sacramento over the Christmas break, we watched that sketch. I kid you not, like three times in one night, and it's it's too funny. Just pretty too, funny. Too funny. Well, it's yeah. made funnier by the fact that they keep breaking, but also the funniest part of it is Kate McKinnon's. Kate McKinnon tears line. it up. Yeah, she's hilarious. She is probably my favorite cast member right now. <clears throat> yeah, she's definitely. I think she's definitely their strongest right now. Yeah. Um, my number two is um. The towards the ending scene of Inside Out, um, so I'm going to spoil it a little bit if you haven't seen it. Um, I thought about picking Bing Bong, um, the death of Bing Bong, but um, I'm picking the scene where she finally just tells her parents, like, I know you want me to be happy, but I'm not, <laughs> and, you know, and she kind of just embraces the sadness um, and I thought that that was just like, first of all, I was bawling when I saw it <laughs> and I kind of bawl every time I've watched it since. Um, how out of character for you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I just think it's really, it's a really good message for kids and adults alike that it's okay to be sad and, um, to express that sadness to your loved ones. And I love that moment when, you know, she's sad and she's just come back from running away from home and, um, you know, she tells them what she's feeling and then they hug her and then her little happiness light turns on and she just feels like the love of her family. And I just thought it was a really pretty, beautiful scene for a kid's movie, especially. That is a good pick. Um, Wit, what were some of your honorable mentions? And then what's your number one? I didn't have any honorable mentions for this one. It was hard enough for me to come up with three. So okay. I'm just going to move on. My my number one scene of 2015 was the dance scene from Ex Machina. <laughs> Here's why. <laughs> I taught myself that dance. <laughs> 
because I I think I watched it maybe 30 times in one week. And so I just, I wanted to take it everywhere with me. So I just learned the dance. And so now I just, I busted out it, you know, the least appropriate occasions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ellen's giving us a little sample. You can't see it. <laughs> um, I love it. That's a good pick. Um, it's sort of similar to mine and I'll tell you why in just oh. a second. Um, so my honorable mentions were the fight sequence in the hallway of, in the first, in like episode two, I think of Daredevil. Um, if you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's one oh, long take one. and it's awesome. Um, and then my other honorable mention was the storm in Mad Max, um, which I saw that early at Comic-Con and it like kind of blew me away. No pun intended. Um, so it was really awesome in theaters seeing that as well. Um, but my number one pick is I Want It That Way from Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> um, this is Joe Maginello dancing to I Want It That Way by the Backstreet Boys in a convenience store. Just trying, the guys, I'll give him the challenge, like, just go in and make that super sad looking convenience store clerk smile. And so he does this whole dance and it's hilarious and pretty hot and um and it's just all about getting this girl to smile and so it's pretty it's a fun moment of the movie which i think that movie is a lot of fun if you haven't seen it and are willing to watch some male strippers for you know a couple hours so that was my number one pick so we both have dancing i haven't seen magic mike um just because i like being able to look my parents in the eye but (laughs) That sounds hilarious, so I might have to go see it now. I won't tell you then. I don't think the person... I I saw it twice in theaters, and I don't (laughs) think either of the people I saw it with would want me to say over podcast who I saw it with. Really? Well, I can kind of guess. (laughs) Don't, because this person will get mad. It's a lot of fun, and it's actually not as, like, filthy as you might think. Um, Okay, sure. You don't see anything. There's just a lot of gyrating and pelvis thrusting. Oh, you don't actually see body like parts goods? no oh, okay um so it's a fun movie anyway um okay so for our next category um we're doing best performance from either tv or movies so whitney why don't you get us started with your number three pick my number three and i already mentioned this earlier so i feel kind of bad doubling down but i picked ellie kemper from the unbreakable kimmy schmidt it's a good pick. she has real like really impressive like comedic chops i mm-hmm. think Uh, I guess we knew that from The Office, but um, it's nice to see her in a leading role, and I think she killed it, and I'm hoping that there'll be a season two. I'm assuming that there will be, just given how popular Kimmy Schmidt was. They're filming it right now, actually. Okay, good to know. But I think she was amazing, and yeah, she's my number three. She probably should have been higher on the list, but... No, that's a good pick, and I think that show has been, like, grossly overlooked from... Like, all the awards, which is too yeah, bad. I know. My number three, we'll just get it out of the way real quick, um, is Ian DeCastaker from <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> oh. I I wouldn't put this, but I think he's just done such an amazing job this season that, like, there's no way that I can't. And I'm glad that I've seen him on, like, a lot of underrated performance lists of the mm-hmm. year um, because I definitely think that, it is an underrated performance um, just because it's on a superhero show, but he's just got, like, 
the emotional chops to just tear your heart out. I think he's like single-handedly been meeting your feels quota all year long. Yeah, basically. Just based on all our conversations. I mean, and like between beginning of the year when he was having to play, having brain damage, um, and then to this year when he's, you know, having to deal with his love over on an alien planet. <laughs> um, he's just been really bringing it this year, and I thought he did an amazing job. So I had to call. I had to call him out. I fully agree. Um, Good pick. What, what's your number two? My number two was, and just be, this, I picked this just because I wanted her to get some cred, but I did pick Daisy Ridley from The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. I I thought she was really good, and she's a newcomer, and so I've never seen her in anything else, so I had no baseline for her, I guess. But I thought she did a really good job, and I'd like her to get some props. Yeah. I, so. I've said this before, but I love that they picked, like, unknowns for that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, was, I it was well, relatively good. unknown. I think Oscar Isaac had a pretty... Yeah, but, do you, like, between her and John Boyega, who I'd, on, mm-hmm. I'd only seen John Boyega in Attack the Block, um, which is a really good movie. And you would actually love it, so if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. Noted. Um, okay, number two for me, I kind of cheated a little bit, but I'll tell you why. Um, I picked Brie Larson and Jacob Tremblay from Room. Oh, good pick. She's probably maybe going to win an Oscar. Um, he you think she's going to win out over J-Law? Um, I think she'll win out over J-Law. I think Kate Blanchett and Rooney Mara might be her biggest competition, but, but she's amazing in that movie. And I've, I've kind of always loved her since Scott Pilgrim, <laughs> but, um, and she said in her speech, like in, um, in her speech that Jacob Tremblay, like she shared that award with him because he really was like half of her performance. And when you see that movie, like you have to believe that because, there's just so much of them having to work off of each other, and he's this five-year-old kid. Was he really five in the movie? Yeah, when they filmed they it, filming? he was. Yeah. Wow. Um, and he does an amazing job. And um, I just thought that that movie was amazing in part to their performances, in large part to their performances. So if you haven't seen that, I think that's like maybe one of my favorite of the nominees this year, so you should check it out. It's really good. If you can find a way to check it out. <laughs> um, Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's my number two. What, what were your honorable mentions and your number one pick? All right. My honorable mention. I think you will endorse this honorable mention. But I picked Bill Hader from Trainwreck. Yes. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I <laughs> Like, rarely have I seen a male lead in a romantic comedy bring it as hard as he brought it in that movie. He was funny and he was cute and he was pretty menschy, which... I mean, I think you and I both really respond to. So, really liked him. Uh, yeah, he's my honorable mention. And then my number one pick, all my picks were chicks. So, I went with Alicia Vikander from Ex Machina. Okay. She was too good. I <laughs> have you've seen it, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't have I don't have a lot of like insightful commentary on her performance, but I she was really good and I'm glad that that movie is getting at least a little bit of recognition. So Yeah. No, she does a really good job. In fact, she is one of my honorable mentions. What? Um, for pretty much everything that she was in this year, actually. Um, yeah. And then... I liked, I liked Man from U.N.C.L.E. I really liked Yeah, her. and I thought... And she did a really good job in that movie, I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, so my other honorable mentions were Phyllis Smith uh, playing Sadness in Inside Out. Uh, Charlize Theron for Mad Max. 
Aya Cash um, in You're the Worst. She's been doing a really good job with a depression storyline that they've had on that show. And Haley Atwell for Agent Carter. Um, but my number one. How did I one... not? Oh my gosh! <laughs> I know you forget some of these things came out. I know. Like, in 2015, um, that but my feels number like three years ago. Yeah, my number one pick is um, Sam Hewen from Outlander, mm. mainly because like I'm shocked that he didn't get nominated for either an Emmy or a Golden Globe because if you see some of the things that he has to do <laughs> on that show, um, it's amazing and he does such a like believable turn doing those things and um I just thought he gave like such a good performance because he has to play like this really charming um lovable guy who is who is that way in the face of all this awful stuff that he's been through and I just thought he did such an amazing job and has not received the recognition at least from the awards that he deserved may i ask a follow-up question yes about his performance um yes. okay so i've read the book but i haven't watched the tv show at all like uh, i've seen the pilot i think uh-huh. but i know what happens to his character yeah and that happens whitney oh my gosh <laughs> is that a joke no so and when you see it you'll be like how did he not get nominated he does Dude. such a good job um, if you've seen the show, you know That's what we're like talking about. That's like a human rights violation. That's yeah. not okay. Yeah, it's awful. So I had to give him props because he just did an amazing job. Uh, I think we can move through this next category fairly quickly. But we wanted to talk because, um, at least for myself, I know Whitney's a student, but at least for myself, I read a lot of books. Um, not all the books I read, I want to shout from the mountaintops because I read <laughs> a lot of romance. But Whitney, what were... What was your number three pick for best book of 2015? I'm ashamed to say it, but I was only able to come up with two. (laughs) That's fine. What's your... Okay, well, then my number three... Let's do that that way. My... Oh, no. Yeah. Okay, my number three is The Girl on the Train by Paula Hawkins. Um, They're making a movie of this. It's um, kind of the... It was the beach summer read of the year. Kind of the gone girl of 2015. Um, it's really good. It went in ways I didn't expect and it kept me intrigued the entire time. So wit, what's your number two? Okay. My number two was Trigger Warning by Neil Gaiman. It's, it's just a collection of short stories that he wrote, but they're really good. They're kind of sci-fi geared stories and he's a really good writer. So cool. Um, my number two is a book by my favorite romance author right now. Her name's Sarah McLean. Um, and the book is the fourth book in a series. Uh, it's called, and it was the fourth and final book in the series. It's called Never Judge a Lady by Her Cover. I it sounds really saucy. I don't want to spoil it in case anybody did want to maybe read the series, but it's amazing and and was the perfect capper to um, the, the series. And I love those books so much uh so if you want more information you can reach out to me on that front but I'm I had to put one romance in there because that's pretty much exclusively what I read so um I had to be true to myself what's your number one my number one was Night Music by John Connolly again it's another collection of short stories but they're like really interestingly interconnected short stories and it was fun going through that book and then seeing how 
each story kind of woven with another and it was it was just really good it's i think it's volume two of a collection of short stories that he wrote back in 2004 but again that's night music by john Connolly. so whitney's whitney's got all the the smart picks um whereas Mm -hmm. i uh my honorable mention is one that I, I I wanted to put on the list, but I had to pick these other three ahead. But my honorable mention is Modern Romance by Aziz Ansari. Oh, it was good one. really good and really fun if you can listen to it on um, audiobook. There's some disadvantages to listening to it on audiobook because there's charts and things that you can't see, but you do get to listen to Aziz Ansari read his own book to you, and um, that was a lot of fun to listen to. But my number that one... That actually is a pretty good book. Yeah. My number one pick is... Um, a book, another book, actually, that I gave Whitney for Christmas. It's called Miss Marvel. It's a comic book that has been coming out, I think, since 2014 is when it started its run. But um, it's about a girl, middle, a Muslim girl in New Jersey named Kamala Khan, and she becomes Miss Marvel, and she's like a fangirl of the Avengers and all the and like within the world of the Avengers. So imagine if we were in a world where Thor and Captain America really existed, she's like creating fan fiction about those real life people in her world. So I just thought she was a really fun character and really endearing. And I just loved that whole run that they've now finished, but I think are going to start a second run of Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. And I'm really excited. I will say that I read that and it was legitimately very good. It's cute, I right? It a lot. Yeah. I loved it. Okay, so uh, number our next category is the best album or song of 2015. So, Wit, why don't we get started with your number three pick? Okay, if you insist. Uh, I picked How Big, How Blue, How Beautiful by Florence and the Machine. I think it came out earlier this summer. Mm-hmm. I just liked it. I, th- I really love Florence and the Machine. I think she's kind of like a hit machine but um i just liked it and i it was a little more understated than i thought ceremonials was because that was not my favorite album of all time Mm -hmm. and i just it was a nice direction for her i think cool good pick um i picked i tried to like mix my mine up a little bit various genres and things so my number three is the album pageant material by casey musgraves she is a country artist i really like her a lot um country's not always my first go-to genre but i really like the female artists that can come out of country um and she is one of them she i think writes really smart uh songs and um I really liked her first album, and this one followed suit, and I really enjoyed it. So if you have an even sort of way into country, I think she's a good um, entry method <laughs> into country because she's a little more accessible to all. Yeah, she's definitely more poppy than, like, your... She's not as twangy, I guess, as... She can be kind of twangy, but she's not as, like, you know, anyway, that was a bad impression. Yeah, yeah, understood. Um, what was your number two pick? You're going to be so pissed at me because I can almost guarantee that you put this as your number one. <laughs> so please don't hate me. You don't know me. I, but. yeah, I do though. <laughs> I picked, um, the Hamilton soundtrack. <laughs> I'll just say that is also my number two as well. No way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
So it's it's gonna be Hamilton. Uh, you turned me on to it actually. I think maybe the first or second episode of this podcast, mm-hmm. and I listened to it during class one day, when I should have been paying attention to the cardiac system. Uh, <laughs> but it was time well spent. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> so I listened to it, and it's bananas. Uh, if you haven't heard it, then you're doing yourself a disservice, loser. So no, it's it's amazing and. I, like, have tried to turn so many people onto it, and so I'm glad that I've gotten at least, like, a few of you. Yeah, I put that as my number two. I I love it as well. Um, I think it's so smart and um, just so, like, fast-paced. Like, the words that – the story that they're able to tell within I know, and you, you honestly have to listen to it a couple of times to really – Yeah. Like, get the full effect because you miss so much through your first go-through. I tell people it's really good. It's a really good thing to like if you have like a couple hours or if you're like on a road trip or something, just mm-hmm. sit down and listen to that whole because like you hear a whole story within song, you know, and like hip hop song. Yeah. So it's really interesting. And he's able to incorporate so many different like styles of hip hop. Um, and I just thought it was amazing. And you're going to like want to learn more about Alexander Hamilton. Yeah, so definitely check it out. Um, what what were your honorable mentions and your number one pick? I didn't have any honorable mentions, so I'll just go through my, my number one. <laughs> it was Leon Bridges, the album that came out, I think, a few months ago. Okay. But I, that whole album is so on point. It's so good. And it's, it's like Otis Redding kind of meets more Otis Redding. It's very, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, it's very, like, 60s soul reminiscent, and it's, yeah. it's just hella good. I just actually, that came on um, on my Discover Weekly playlist that I listen to while mm-hmm. I'm writing, um, that uh, one of his songs just came on, and I was like, I'm going to check out more of this guy, because um, I love Otis Redding, and that kind of, that vibe, so uh, now after your recommendation, I will definitely check out it out for sure. Score. Um, my honorable mentions, um, was an album called We Were Here by Boy. Check them out. They are great. They've got really fun, poppy songs, um, that are also The really... band is called Boy? Yeah, the band, it's okay. two girls, and oh. their band is called Boy. <laughs> oh, that's pretty um, meta. I like it. And I've seen them in concert twice, and they're really good and, um, fun. And then my other two honorable mentions were Adele, obviously, and, um, a band called... Really? Yeah, I love that album. Okay. No, you're entitled to that. Sure. <laughs> um, and a band called Borns. Uh, they're also really good. And Are they uh, the band that go, you got me seeing stars? That one? Brighter than ever. I can't no? tell. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You can't? Because that was a really good rendition of that song. <laughs> um, but my number one is, and probably my number one for always, is a band called Churches. I love them. They're yeah. electro pop, I guess is what you could call them. Um, they had their second album come out this year. And whilst I think the first album will always hold a very special place in my heart, um, I really love their second album as well, uh, especially a song called Clearest Blue. Check it out when you just want to, you know, rock out hard because it's got like a really good drop in the song that um, <laughs> you can't help but you know, headbang too, because it's awesome. I'm um, glad you said something, because I didn't realize that their second album had come out. Yeah, it's really good. And my family, every year, we have 
a dance party after we get our Christmas pajamas on Christmas Eve. And that song was a very prominent um, feature in our dance party this year. Uh, it's a really good dance song. So check it out. Um, okay, Wit, we're on to our last two categories. Um, but Yay. So we'll start with best TV of 2015. This was definitely my hardest pick, um, my hardest category. Yeah. But <clears throat> what's your number three pick? My number three was Jessica Jones. I love, I love Kristen Ritter. I've loved Kristen Ritter since her Veronica Mars days. Uh, it was nice seeing her in kind of more of a lead role. I thought she did a really good job. I thought the writing was really good. I liked the relationship between her and her best friend. I thought it was good and realistic and kind of like an uplifting girl relationship. And yeah, and to be honest, I liked it better than Daredevil. I think I did too, to be honest. Um, I'm really glad you put that so. one there on there because I had to take it off my list in place of something else. But, um, yeah, I definitely agree with that pick. So, um, my number three is, um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt and it would be higher if it weren't for two other shows. (laughs) Um, but, and I almost didn't put this and then I realized, oh my gosh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt came out this year. I have to put it on my list because I think even since it came out, I've in like March or something, I've watched the entire series like three or four times now. I love having the sensibility of 30 Rock back in my life. Mm, um, And I love that they took this plot that seems completely bizarre and made it accessible and hilarious. And yeah, it's got great performances. It's got great guest performances. And I just love that show so much it brings a lot of joy into my life even if I just hear the theme song like my day is brighter so I just love that show and that's how do you not dance to that theme song I know you have to (laughs) uh what's your number two so my number two I picked uh Mr. Robot from USA it's a good pick uh the the reason I picked it was because like rarely do I watch a show that invades my headspace quite like this show did because I I watched it and then immediately realized everything that I was doing wrong with my life like I was like I'm online too much I I, I pay too much money to corporations like I'm such a I'm such a monkey like you, you know what I mean and it's yeah. it kind of like it's a uh, it's very probing I guess it was just an interesting show and and I'll admit like it was nice to see Christian Slater on TV again uh, sure missed him glad he's back. <laughs> So that's my number two, Mr. Robot. That's a good pick. I need to, I've watched like the first three or four episodes of that, but I need to catch up on the rest because I know it, it's really good. Um, it does pick up for sure. Yeah. Um, cool. That's a good pick. Um, my number two, I'm not going to really say anything about it. My number two is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Let's move on. You know I love <laughs> that's it. That's your number two? Yeah. You'll understand once I tell you All my right. number one. Um, so... Whitney, what were your honorable mentions and then your number one pick? My honorable my honorable mention was Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I feel bad for the people who have abandoned that show after season one because they are yeah, I know. Don't get me started. missing out. <laughs> Gosh. It's, it's just, it's, it's gotten so good. It's picked up so much. Uh, the characters are really great. It's, it's like a really good piece of TV. And I don't think anybody expected it to be just because it had a like a really slow first season and it's a superhero show. So I think like the odds were kind of against it, but it's really good. Yeah. And then my number one was <laughs> Agent Carter. 
It's good so good. It's I don't. I just I love Haley Atwell. I like what that show is trying to do. So number yeah, one. Yeah, me too. Agent and Carter. we're getting it back this week. I'm so excited. I know. Okay, what was your number one? Okay, well first my honorable mentions. I have like a whole list. So let me just. I'm just gonna go through this oh, list real gosh. quick because I had a really hard time with this, you guys. Um, I'm just gonna say Catastrophe on Amazon Prime. Check oh. it out. Veep on HBO. It's a great comedy. Daredevil, Jessica Jones, My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. I really like that new show. Um, Wet Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp on Netflix. Hilarious. Broad City, The Grinder, um, I, Zombie, and Last Man on Earth. Those are all the shows that I've been watching this year that have been bringing okay, me Okay, can I interject here. really quick? Yes. Okay, damn it, Ellen. I didn't realize that we could have <laughs> an entire list of shows. Like, I actually was playing within the rules of the game. <laughs> I only picked well, three. I didn't realize that we could list every show we watched. That is not fair. <laughs> Those are all the shows. I'm like, crap. I have to mention them Ugh. at least because they were all like vying for my number three spot. So whatever. You're the worst. <laughs> I know. Okay. My number one pick, which I almost completely forgot that was even on this year, but I had to pick it, is Parks and Rec because oh. that will probably forever hold number one in my heart. Because I I think that there are a few shows that I love more than Parks and Recreation. Um, and it did end this year with a 13-episode um, run uh, with its seventh season, I think it was. And while the seventh season may not be my favorite season, um, I just I think that they had a great closing episode. And I like cried throughout the entire thing because my show was ending and um I just I loved I loved everything about that show but I think my favorite thing about that show is that there wasn't like a malicious bone in its body I loved that every time I watched it I was just like oh, I just feel so much better like I just feel happier and <laughs> um it just made you feel a little bit better about the world that there's people that you know love each other and um look out for each other and I just I I mourn that show regularly because I think it was so great and but I'm glad it got it's it got a good run and it got to go out on its own terms and I just love that show so I had to give it number one I just like to add I totally forgot that show aired its seventh season in 2015 and Again, that like like you, that show has a very special place in my heart just because some of my favorite memories, I think, are going over to your house on Thursday nights and having Parks and Rec parties and eating waffles and mm -hmm. just jamming out. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a I really know. great show. Okay, so that brings us to our final category. This is the best movie of 2015. So, Whitney, what was your number three pick? This was really hard, like really hard. And I only picked three because I didn't know that I could list every single movie that came out in 2015. So sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> my number three was um, Mad Max Fury Road, mostly because of all the good performances and all the good special effects and the crazy stunts. And it was really well written, too, I think, for a movie that had very little dialogue. Um, but also, I, I remember before I saw it, Ellen's brother pretty much point for point told me 
exactly what was in it, everything that was about. He like laid out every scene. And so I walked into it going like, oh, this is not going to be a surprise. And it still floored me. When you walk into a movie knowing everything about that movie and it still blows you away, that's a good movie. So, Tell my brother to stop spoiling movies for you. What the heck was he doing? No, it's fine. Keep doing it, Ryan. <laughs> Much appreciated. That's a good pick. And so my my list in general, I tried to have a little bit of genre, a little bit of representation from each genre. Um, so my number three pick is a little movie called What We Do in the Shadows. I have never even heard of it. Okay, you are going to want to see it after I tell you what it is. Um, It's a movie that came out at the beginning of 2015. It is from the brains that brought you Flight of the Concords. It's got Jermaine Clement and Taika... I can't remember his last name. But it's a movie about... um, a group, a house full of vampires that live together in an, in a house. And they all kind of became vampires in different... You've got, like, your medieval vampire. You've got your, like, 1800s vampire. They are all very different. And it's about these guys trying to learn to live together when you have problems of, like, who's going to mop up the blood? And we have dishes that have been piling up for hundreds of years. Like, who's going to wash those? Um, And then they do things like... Um, draw pictures of each other before they go out for the night so that you can kind of see what your outfit looks like because you can't see it in the mirror. It's hilarious. Um, I went and saw it in the theaters with a friend of mine and like we were crying laughing. Whitney, you have to see it. You would love it. It's It's like it pays homage to because it's all done in documentary style. So it's kind of like looking into the lives of these vampires and it's hilarious they have these confrontations with the local werewolves um which it's headed up the clan of werewolves is headed up by murray from flight of the concords no way it's just hilarious the movie is you will cry laughing so check it out it's really Sold. funny what we do in the shadows is my number three um wit what's your number dose my number two was um, Creed because, again, it was a movie that totally took me by surprise. I wasn't expecting it to be nearly as good as it was. And I'm really glad that it's getting a little bit of love during this award season because I thought it was really good. Good pick. I also enjoyed that one a lot. Um, my number two is a movie called Brooklyn, which just got nominated for Best Picture. Have you seen this one yet, Whitney? No, but you did mention it before. It's got Saoirse Rowan in it, doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. You, your mom would really like it a lot, so you and your mom should go see it. Okay. It's called, yeah, it's a movie about a girl who is, it's in the 1950s. She lives in Ireland with her family, and then she gets enough money to move to America, and she starts going to school. She ends up meeting this Italian um, boy, and he's adorable, <laughs> And she kind of falls in love with him, and she never, but she never feels at home in America, um, even as she begins to kind of better her life. And um, circumstances make it so that she has to go back to Ireland for a while. And then she kind of has difficulty with the fact that she now doesn't really feel at home in Ireland either. And so it's kind of like finding your place as you begin to become an adult and set out on your own 
and kind of finding her happiness with romantic interests and it's just first of all the costumes are amazing you will want everything she wears and um, I just thought it was like a beautiful love story but also beautiful like coming of age story um Shersha Ronan does like a really amazing job the guy who plays her love interest in America does a really good job Domhnall Gleeson plays a potential love interest in Ireland um so he's just been all over the place this year yeah no kidding but it's uh, I loved that movie so much, so you guys should check it out. I have been wanting to see that just because you've mentioned it before, and it sounded really good, and now it's getting a lot of buzz. So Yeah. I mean, it's like a period drama love story, so, you know, those are kind of like right up our alley. So. Ew. Gross. I hate all those things. <laughs> um, okay, Whitney, what are your honorable mentions and your number one pick? Okay, I didn't have on any honorable mentions, again, because I was following the friggin' rules, but I, um, for my number one, I do feel pretty bad, because this is featured pretty heavily on all my lists, but I did pick Ex Machina. Good pick. Um, if you haven't seen it, gosh, just, like, go watch it. Um, I know the ending of that movie is not for everybody, but, uh, it's a really dense movie, it's a really, uh, good movie. Oscar Very... Isaac is he's not is at his hottest in that movie but he still he still brings it with all his normal intensity so No, that movie is amazing and it's it's very it's very like quiet understated movie um nice. but it's really good. Well, and it's a good example of like how your protagonist and your hero are not always the same person in a movie. Mhm. So, I just like yeah, it's a very very dense movie. Yeah. Um, my honorable mentions are <laughs> a few, um, Room, oh, surprise. Okay. Mad Max, um, Spy, Inside Out, and The Martian. Those are all movies that I had a hard time leaving off that I thought were really good. I'm getting so um, mad at you. <laughs> my number one, I may still be a little too close to it, and we talked a lot about this last week, so I'll be brief, but, um, Star Wars, The Force Awakens, in, like, looking back at the year... I had to pick it just because it is the movie that probably brought me the most joy out of all these movies and the movie that I was like, I want to go see that again tomorrow, um, which mm-hmm. I know you actually did. So um, I I mean, I know it's got its faults and um, I can, I can, you know, be like, that's fine, but I still love it. But the faults and... of that movie are so negligible compared to all of the really great things about it. Yeah. Um, so I just think that that has to have my number one spot because, and, you know, perhaps the build up to it is also helped because I was like looking forward to it from day one of 2015. Um, so it just felt like the year of Star Wars, even though it was at the end of the year. <laughs> um, and so that's my number one pick. And Good pick. those are all of our 2015 picks. So we're going, we usually have a game or something at this point, but because we took a long time to talk about all of our favorites of 2015, we're going to save that for next time. But Thanks so much for listening. Um, If you have opinions on what you thought were the best of 2015, let us know either at the comments at fangirly.com or you can email us at fangirlyfangirls at gmail.com. 
Is that right, Whitney? You nailed it. Yep. <laughs> okay. And, um, or just find us on various social media platforms. <laughs> and we would love to hear from you on what were your favorites of 2015. And as always, thanks for listening. Uh, bye, Whitney. Bye, Els. It's the Fangirly Show.